0: Greetings. This is The Third Degree with James Major Burns, and I am your host, James Major. Burns. I would like to thank you all for coming back and listening and supporting me throughout this journey. This is a journey for all of us to help each other out and learn from each other. So, again, this is a safe space and an outlet for myself and others to speak on things going on in our lives and in our worlds. It's a chance to see and share what's behind the mind of the creative versus what people see and the world thinks we are here We get to learn, laugh, love, and share. So today I have with me a gentleman that I've known for quite some time. He is a huge influence on me and a lot of other people in the city. His name is James. Most of us know him as Jimmy McClellan, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Thanks for having me, James. (laughs) the crowd goes wild and how are you today i'm doing okay is, and you i am doing well that is good i'm i'm really excited to have you on and i want to thank you because right now we are recording at the young Sound playhouse ladies and gentlemen yes on glenwood avenue and they have been very lovely with letting me use the space when i need it for recording so Thank you very much. You're welcome, James. You're a friend of the Playhouse. Yes, yes. The, the Playhouse is my home, and I just feel like, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm very thankful to have been a part of the Playhouse history. And you, sir, <laughs> are Playhouse history. You are a Youngstown Playhouse legend. Listen, ladies and Ladies and gentlemen, now, I don't know if all of my audience knows that much about the theater background, but you're going to learn today. So tell us your position at the Youngstown Playhouse.
1: Well, I'm the operations manager, um, which means a lot of things. Um, You know, I have responsibilities uh, that range from, you know, cleaning the bathrooms to, you know raising money you know? <laughs> um, it runs the gamut my favorite part of the job i think apart from dealing with people because that is fun is like picking out the shows and stuff yes. you know that we're going to do here because i've been a fan of theater for so long that and there's always been shows i've wanted to see and do and you know i'm in a position right now where i can choose those things
0: i thought that you were the perfect person when the last manager was on his way out i was wondering who the next person was going to be, and I even thought about it like for myself. I'm like, could I be a type, that type of person that would be in a position? But I'm, I just didn't know who they were going to pick. So when they chose you, and when I found out, I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> thought that it was perfect because you are very involved. You were already very involved. So, so for me being here, I've seen you in shows every time I did a show. Here's Jimmy helping working backstage, and I you know, I didn't know how the process was going. I was like, oh, these people just volunteer their time.
1: Yeah, I, it, that's what was happening at that time. It's for the love. And
0: it ended up being something, you know, that I ended up doing. And it was just the camaraderie of being around so many different people, and especially for me being young and just getting into theater, to be able to be around you guys and learn so much on the back end. And I just want to say, like, you're literally one of the nicest people (laughs) that I know, and it was great to have you in that position, because I feel like now when the people are walking in and they're being welcomed in by um, the manager, you're a great representation. Like, if we had to have a vote, I'm sure we will all vote for you. Oh, that's fantastic. It, I, I, it happened kind of quietly, but I did
1: interview for this job. It's not like they just so they had other interviews with other yeah, people. And okay. I had to yes, I had to present my credentials and all that kind of stuff. But fortunately, you know, I was able to say, I think the biggest qualification I have is that I've been around this building for a long time. And, yes. Um, Know the community. I've never been, you know, away from the Youngstown community for any kind of length of time. I've, I'm a Youngstown guy.
0: Yes, yes. You know. So who did you interview with the board?
1: Yeah. Was it yeah. a
0: panel of them?
1: It was a panel, not the whole board. Not the um, whole board. You know, and it was funny because apart from maybe one person, everybody around the table knew who it, I was and I was had done say, shows so. with me or yes. directed me in shows or whatever. You know, so I mean they knew, but they were very professional about it, and so was I. Um,
0: you know, we didn't get all chummy. Right, because regardless of that, if you didn't have the credentials, you wouldn't have gotten the job. That's right. They're not Adam. like, oh, we like Jimmy. We're, no, it was nothing like that, people. That is not how we do things down here at the Youngstown That's Playhouse. play right. It
1: was very professionally handled, so I feel like I got it on merit, And, but I was happy to get it because I love the place,
0: you know? Oh, I'm, I am glad. So since we're speaking on the Playhouse, let's just go back. How long have you been doing shows here? I'll tell you, okay. I did my first
1: show here when I was 17 years old. And so since this is, you know, a candid interview, I'm just going to say that was in <laughs> 1987. Wow. And I had not I was I was performing as a kid, but mostly in school, you know, and stuff. I I thought the playhouse was like, you know, big time like oh that's oh. you know like I I could never, you know, I make it there, understand. you know. It was really cuz I used to come here as a kid. Yes throughout my throughout my childhood and my teens I came to see the main stage shows not just the field trips that you do in school like my, my brother would bring me to the shows here the big shows and I saw Maureen Collins and I saw David Gendry and I saw Terry Wilkes and I saw you know Donna Downey I saw all the people that you know were legends and um, they were inspiring to me but I was like I could never and then when I was 17 I came out for a little shop of horrors and I ha- I got the role
0: of Seymour <laughs> So that was my no, first thing here. I love that. It's one of the first musicals I ever saw, and I didn't I didn't understand what I was watching. I'm like, what is this? You were a kid? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I I know that's the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. <laughs> and I know this is like Gina and Pam from Martin. But w- <laughs> what do you call what they're doing? Right, right, right. And I just I thought it was I I loved it. It's a I blast. Absolutely loved it. It's a it's blast. A little shop of horrors. Yeah, that a was a
1: really fun thing to start out with here, and um. And I, I really then went on for 10 years doing things very steadily here, youth theater shows, main stage shows. Um, where we're sitting right now for this interview um, below us used to be what was called the arena theater People have talked about yes. that with you,
0: right? Yes People come in here and in fact one of the um, people I interviewed they asked About it and I said see you would have been here long before me because I don't even remember nope, It was what gone it by like. the
1: time you started here at long gone, but it was awesome It was like a sunken theater space you came down into it and it was about the size of what our Moyer room is I mean it really couldn't fit much more people but it was for little shows, you know, um, and uh, a great space. So, I mean, I did things there. You know, I I spent a good solid 10 years performing here steadily, and then I started to get jobs, (laughs) and um, that kind of interfered with how much theater I could do. And I did start to work with Easy Street at that time, but eventually I made my way back here and, um, and started performing regularly again, and by that time it was all new people here, you know? Like John Cox was, not here when I started. And now, wow. can you imagine a time when John Cox I wasn't know, here? You no, know? I can't, no. Right, but there was a time, you know, right. not to say anything about John. John came along right when he needed to, you know? Yes. But I, like I, I remember the people that things are named after here, you know how we do call that Griffith Adler back in the Moyer Room? Yes. I knew Griffith, I knew John Griffith. I saw him work here on stage and he was masterful. He was a brilliant actor. Could have been acting on any stage on earth. But he was here in Youngstown. So it's always great to, to know that the Playhouse had shows here and actors here that were as good as you could find anywhere.
0: That's, that is an amazing thing to know and to feel and to be around. And I felt the same way and now, our, even though our first were at completely different times, because my first show here was in 2013. but that I had, was Legally Blonde? Yes, yeah, 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 and yeah. I had just started doing theater. But, and I have a funny story, because when I tried out, my first show was Harrisburg in 2011. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were just auditioning at Top Hat, and the show was going to be here. Oh. <laughs> so I was, I was waiting. I was like, oh, this is cool, but when are we going to the Playhouse? Right. And they were like, what do you mean? I said, yeah, because I thought the Young Sound Playhouse was the only theater in Young Sound. Wow. So I'm like, and the, this is 2011 now. Right, right. But I, I used to have a love for singing, but I didn't know anything about theater. So I was like, yeah, when are we going to the big stage? Like, I can't wait. I'm telling everybody, like, yeah, the Young Sound Playhouse, you know, the big theater on Glenwood. And they told me, no, the shows are here. Oh. I was like, this stage is small. What are we going to do up here? <laughs> but I love um, Top Hat stage, sure, and I love course. how intermittent their shows are. But I thought it was so funny. The whole time, about halfway through, I thought the show was going to be here. Wow. So when I finally came here to do um, Legally Blind, Joshua William Green, one of my very, very good best friends, Josh. he called me very casually. He said, hey, what are you doing? I said, I'm just watching TV. He was like, Okay. You want to come to this audition with me? I said sure. Again, here's me right over my head. I think I'm coming to watch him audition. <laughs> I thought I was like I'm like, oh this is going to be cool. I can watch him through his process. I thought he was like giving me advice. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh no, you need a song to audition with." I was like, "Oh, I, I don't know what to aud- I don't know theater songs." Now I've been in a couple musicals, but I still didn't know theater songs. So I sang a Beyoncé song. Right. <laughs> And for Bernie Applegeese. And I was just like, oh my gosh, wait, do they want me to be Warner? <laughs> no, here I am thinking. I was like, wait, well, they want me to be Warner? And they were like uh, talking to Josh. Right. I was like, oh, okay. But I ended up getting like these smaller roles, but it was like the first time I was on a stage this big in front of an audience that big with like any speaking roles. And to me, it just felt like I was closer to the bigger stage. And like you said, I then have not stopped doing it. I've done a show Look here. At where you've been now. Every, every year since. Yeah. And I like the type of camaraderie it is here. And I think for me, it's a healthy competition to be surrounded ab- around so many talented people. Oh, yeah. When you come that, to audition at the Playhouse, you're going to run into people that give you a run for your money. Oh, do you know how many times I walked in? Because contrary to what people think, I still audition for everything. And I always have auditioned for everything and every show that I have to get into, right. and coming into some of those auditions, especially in the first few years, when I do hear about like those those big names that you hear around, or you see some of the the faces on the wall, and I'm like, is that you? Or <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, oh my gosh, when was that? Oh, it was about five years ago, and I'm like, wait, how long have you been doing this? Right. Oh, 15 years? Whoa, wait. I'm like, okay. So it was very intimidating to walk in and see people be so talented, and try to remain confident. But the Playhouse has definitely shaped and shipped out a lot of very talented people. It's true. I'm. Mean, you know what I'm thinking? I
1: sat in on uh, the Hairspray auditions, and I'm thinking about that alone. The seaweed competition was fierce. I, I could not. It
0: was fierce. <laughs> First of all, when they said it, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> so people, we auditioned, we did the Hairspray in 2017. Right. Chris Hill directed. Yeah. And... We, I hadn't been through a process like this before, except during the whiz when they were pulling us back and forth to see what characters we can be, and they were switching us around with the Dorothys, but that was four people. Mm -hmm. This is a full, uh, Hairspray is a huge cast. So there's Tracy, her parents, Seaweed, his parents, Penny, her mom. So they put all of us on stage, and they had like five different groups of like a whole cast so you're like, oh my gosh, like this girl is the girl I think is Tracy, or is the best Tracy. But I'm not standing next to her. So if that's the best Tracy and that's the best Penny and Edna over there, but I'm not in that group, maybe they don't want me to be seaweed. So then, like, when you are in that group, but then there's another person missing, it was just like messing with your mind. Exactly. So when they exactly. got to the seaweed part, they were like, okay, come up, sing, go back, come up, sing, go back, and then they're like, we're gonna all have you all do a seaweed off. I was like, come again. Yeah. They said, we're going to have you do a seaweed off. You're all going to sing Run and Tell That. I was here for that. And I tried to remain calm because, you know, I was like, you know, I'm a vet. I'm experienced. You know, let me remain calm and not show that right now. I'm freaking out. What do you mean we're going to sing all at once? How How do I stand out and how does this not be a train wreck? Right. So I was very technical in my mind. I did think about it and I was like, okay, so I know the words to this song. I don't know how many words, the rest of them know. So what I did was, when we all started the song, I was like, you know, the I can not see, I was like, okay, I knew everybody knew that. And as soon as they all stopped singing, I jumped to the front and I sang all of the parts that they didn't know. And when they jumped back in, I kind of was like, okay, I'm just staying here and now I can dance. So I'm, I was like, all right, so see, we have to dance too. So I'm going to show them that I can dance. But again, I was a little bit more experienced with auditions. And that's right. what I like about the auditions that you don't just get selected to be back in a show, that you have to go through that process. Because Start if you do yep. want to go through a professional Life in this, this is, I felt like this really prepared me to go on. You know, now that I'm doing Shrek, I learned so much. When I go on auditions and they like, and the people ask me, Where have you studied? I'm like, The Youngstown Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Do they give classes? I'm like, Well, the shows. I'm like, I've just learned everything Yeah, you learn, yeah from you the, learn process. the process. And it was yeah. a lot to pick up in a lot of years. Like, I got to work with David and yes. I got to do. Sh- Two shows with David that he was a part of over 20 years ago. So to me, that was, I feel like being a part of that history is so important to me because the Playhouse is something that all your life you ride down Glenwood, there's that big building sitting off in the back, and you might not know exactly what it is, but you know what that building is. Right. And the Playhouse is the longest running community theater in, in the yeah. United States. Yep. And it's right here in our backyard. So even finding that out, I was like, this is really in a historic place. It is.
1: It is. It's an important yeah, it's an important place in America whether anybody knows that or not besides Youngstown, but and even some of the people in Youngstown don't know it. I
0: tell people but all the we time. But they don't know cuz it's going to be 100,
1: time. you know, in a few years and that's going to be a big thing.
0: So the Playhouse is definitely a place being that I do theater, where I learned to be comfortable with myself and find myself, and be surrounded by people who are kind and accepting, and it was just like it's like being in a different world. And I really do consider like my theater family, my like my real family. Mm-hmm. So, what has that been like for you through the years to see people come and go, some of them you know pass on, to see these people you looked up to?
1: Yeah. It's been, uh, it's boy, that's a good question. You know, it's been awesome. I talked to you about when I started here or even before I started here and was coming to see shows, I knew who the, the big names were and everything, you know, and it was great to watch them. I'm happy to say that a lot of them are still here and still working and still thriving. Yes. I mean, last year alone, like, um, David Gendry, Nico Pritza, Donna Downey, they all directed shows here. And those were people that I revered when I was a kid. You know, and so to be able to give them um, the opportunity again to work here was very gratifying to me. It's like, thank you for what you gave me. Here's what the Playhouse is, you know, gonna give you. And so it's nice to see them around. As far as people who are no longer with us, like I said, there's stuff named all over the Playhouse for some of those people. Their legacies are here. I was
0: gonna say, I'm glad that there are people like you around that can keep their legacy. Going yep. on, and that makes you a part of their legacy. Right. So when you can talk about it, like we make sure people know who the, those important people yeah. are in their past, so they can know like where you learn. Because when you end up inspiring somebody, you want them to know where your inspiration came from, That's so they right. can you know get something from that also. Yeah. So people, like you know, you mentioned David Gentry. So like for me, I I've heard about him so much, then I got a chance to work with him, and you know, how David. Oh yes. It's very. He's a direct. Tor, He's very direct. Yes, he is. He is a direct tour, and yes, I love David. So, it's like that type of name of those type of people that came through the Youngstown Playhouse that, for me, that I know of, that kind of, like, changed and made it, like, a better... They were, like, this good thing that happened to it. They kind of, like, changed the Playhouse a little bit, and that's that's how I feel about your name. So, are there, like, who do you... And if you don't want to say a name, you don't have to say a name. But there's like some people that you when you first see them arrive, you know they're going to be something like special for the Playhouse. Who are those like people for you, like over the years that when you see them coming, you're like I I could tell when I when you walked in, I knew you were going to be special for us, and I'm glad that you've you've been here. Like I said, like for you, I think David. I really enjoyed Chris Hill while while he was here. Me too. And the way he directed was so different from like um, a David Gingery Yeah. Then I had. Um, experience before, and the way he felt the shows really gave me a different perspective right. on how I saw theater.
1: Well, I found okay, I find that the people who come here, and if we're talking about directors specifically right now, the people who have been experienced in the business this was David's story. David toured nationally in shows, you know, before he f- settled back down in Youngstown and started to give his heart back to the community. Yes. He had experience out there. If David Gendry was going to choreograph West Side Story, he would bring the experience of having learned Jerome Robbins' original choreography from the show. Yes. He brings that kind of know-how. So showbiz professionals, let's call them, those are you know people that really stand out when they come to direct here and the others are the academics and that's Chris Hill and that's of course Matthew Mazeroski. Yes. okay maz has been a major like recent addition to the Youngstown Playhouse he started here in 2012 directing stuff and i'm so glad that he continues to do it. it yeah that's that's the first thing he did was Moyer Room show in 2012 and and now he's done main stage and is going to do more next year and If we can keep Maz around forever and forever and forever, I'm happy with that.
0: And that's one of the things that I have loved, the um, collaboration and the relationship with um, Youngstown State University because Mm -hmm. it gives people like myself who couldn't go to school? The opportunity to still learn from people like yourself, who is—it's like you know the street smarts and then like the book smarts. Like it's a different type of experience. That's Your right. experience came through mo- more life, and but he has the educational experience that he's able to share with us.
1: Right, a director. I think any director
0: should be a teacher as well. I mean,
1: like you said, the process is so valuable. You should be learning stuff the whole time, not just your lines and your blocking, but what really goes behind all of that. And a good director who teaches does that for you. And um, we're fortunate. We've got people around who are capable of doing that. Um, Maz is a great example of it, but he's not the only one, and I'm happy to say that. That there are people who care enough to want to teach.
0: Yes, and I will shout out Nancy, Dr. Nancy Anderson Wolfgang. When she was here for me, she was one of those people in Youngstown that I had heard about from knowing so many students at YSU. So when she was able to come to the Playhouse, she was a person who had worked professionally. So, And you can tell when people have a, a certain um, repertoire in the way they do their work. Right. And she was a professional. And, she, and I like when they keep that level and they don't bring it down just because they somebody might feel like they're an amateur. No, they're right. They're like, oh no, they this is yeah, you have to come to you. this level. And yep. that's again, that's one of the things I like about being here is there was an expectation that you had to meet. No matter what you thought your level of, of ability was, like this is the level of that we are gonna keep. So we're gonna meet these expectations and we're going to exceed them. And I yeah. feel like it has pushed me. So for the people who have came in professionally, you also have Help make and breed professionals. Like yes. there are a lot of people who came up here that were children that have now gone to tour. We just talked about Josh. Josh, um, I, I had the opportunity to work with Natalia, Natalia. and Alicia Jordan. Natalia Leporegan and Alicia Jordan. Right, Rosie Joe. Uh, did you ever Rosie, get to do? Yes, yeah, yeah, you did course line. line, and then she was in. Um, was she in Fidler? Gypsy? She was in Fiddler. Not, Fidler not Fidler here. Fidler? No, but of course not with her. and Gypsy was before Fidler's my time. what
1: she's doing now. In I New know, York. so I got an opportunity
0: you know? to work with her, and I'm sure there are many others before my time that I don't even know about. But just to know that, again, this is a city where people always feel like I always feel like people want want to go away and go away, bigger cities to make things happen for them. But don't forget that you are already here surrounded by all of this talent also. That's true. And I'm waiting for the day where this is one of the stops on someone's list. Like Youngstown, more than just the Playhouse, Youngstown, this is the stop. They're like, oh, well, this, this is going on there. I, I have to go. Yeah. Like, we have to go there. Yeah. And that's how I felt about the Playhouse. I, I, we just saw Funny Girl. And sometimes seeing, I, I could tell you with community theater, I'll be honest, sometimes going to see shows, because it's not always a professional show, you're not, you have to, I worry about the quality or the people in the show sometimes. Because sometimes you get what you get. Right. And you have to work with right. what you have. Right. And, sometimes it can be pleasantly surprising or it can just blow you away. And I felt that way about Funny Girl. I just thought it was everything was just so great. And there's so many different things that go into it, not just like the talent on the stage, the costumes, and then me being an an actor, the direction. So, you know, you see different things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was a great choice right there. I'm so glad they made that choice instead of what you might have been expecting. And there were surprises in the show. But besides that, I was a fan of Funny Girl already, but I didn't see the stage play. Right. So some people might not understand movies are different from actual stage theater. There's just some things you cannot do on stage. You can't right. drive a car into the sky and off into the sky like at the end of Greece on live theater. Right. So I was like, okay, I don't know what's going to change. I yeah. hope they don't change this. I hope that they keep this. But I was very pleased with the story. I'm glad.
1: You know, and Funny Girls are good brings up a good thing because it involves you too. You know, when that new talent that you have never seen before shows up at your theater and blows you away at the audition i mean you had to have been one of these people with legally blonde it was like yeah he's gonna be in this show you know (laughs) who is he where did he come from thank you for being here wasn't sonia that way in
0: carolina change oh yeah i've never seen her in my life she came in and tackled one of the hardest roles there is first of all while we're speaking on carolina change when you have you have been talking about how much before it ever got on the list for to do shows you had talked to me about that show for a long time and i'm so happy that chris hill did get to direct that oh, show because of how he puts his emotions into that show. And I, unfortunately, not that many people came out to audition for that show, right. and I wish more people would have come out to see the show because it was a beautiful story. The music is beautiful. When I tell you, what, we get together with the cast because the cast, you know, most of them were my friends. friends yeah. We sing that music all <laughs> I know, right? We just start one word, and, we're, and next thing you know, we're through five songs because it's one of those shows that most of it is music versus dialogue. Right. So it was such a beautiful show, and I'm, I was happy it was on the list for that season. And how did it feel for you to be able to bring that to life?
1: What, a, what an incredible—it's certainly one of the paramount experiences that I've had since I got this job, was first of all to be able to get that show on the season, because it's not a familiar thing. You know, not too many people know that show, but I knew it had its merits. I knew the music was great. I knew the story was great. And to be quite honest with you, we had been challenged by Anita Davis, councilwoman, to do something uh, in honor of black history. So remember, we did yes. it in February. Right. We went up against Black Panther. Like, we opened <laughs> when Black Panther opened. We sure opened. did. You we know sure how that did. movie did. Yes. You know. Yes. Anyway. I'm glad we did it. I had no intention of being in it. I did not pick that show for me to be in. And Chris ended up, you know, needing someone for the role because, again,
0: like you oh, said, nobody again, showed up to audition. I, I had no intention of being in it That's either true. because we were at the time we were still working. We were trying to move, but when they said that they, you know, they needed some people to come out and audition because they were very low, I was like, okay. That's right. You got um, pulled in. That's um, Michaela right. was in it also, so uh, Michaela, Ma- Michaela, Jacinda. I knew. Th- and from then the Caroline, beginning. we told her. Because Trey knew her. So, you know, I was like, yeah. you know what? This show sounds like it's a good show. You know, I experienced with Chris with um, hairspray already. So, right. Jessica Hirsch was in it. So, I was like, that's my girl. Right. So, I'm going to go and do this show.
1: It was, and then it was To very be able to clear. continue to do
0: shows with Trey is always great, also. Yeah. So. I'm
1: getting to know Michaela, because Michaela, I didn't get to know Michaela till she came. She auditioned for that Sondheim review that was in the Moyer room. Yes. And I'm like, this girl is has a beautiful voice, is a beautiful person and is beautiful to look at. This is a good, you know, thing. And I, the wheels started turning about Caroline. I know a year before Caroline, you, I was telling you her, did. please get to know this show.
0: You were, and you were so sincere with it. You're like, listen, you don't know me that well. You need to do this show. I, you were coming up to her and Little do you know, as she went to listen to that music and saw the show, and she absolutely fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. And she was prepared and preparing for that show so far ahead of time. And it was such a huge moment for her. It was, and And she conquered it. It's not like she didn't get to it. She got right to it. I was so happy for her because sometimes talking with them, like, so we're friends, Yeah. and I'm going to say this, and I know she'll be okay with me saying this. Sometimes when, because I've been in this position being friends with Josh, When you're around somebody and you're new and that person is well known, you kind of doubt yourself a lot more, Mm. even though you don't need to. Right. Even though you don't need to. So sometimes that can happen with our younger friends. And I was so happy that she, I, I tell them, I tell Michaela, I tell Trey, I'm like, don't worry. You just haven't had the opportunity yet. You haven't had the opportunity to be in this position to show this much talent, and it's not your fault. There just hasn't even been that many opportunities. There hasn't been a role for you to go out and audition for. Now you can go out and try to fight the grain, but this role was meant for a person like this. Yep. So you just haven't had the opportunity. So when you get that time, I I was like, "There's your time. I let. There's your time. Go ahead." And, and I was very happy for her. Oh, and, me too. And again, I love that music. It's a it, great experience. Then I came to find out that the person, um, the, the the, I don't know if it was the, the writer or the creator of the music, was the person who did it for Shrek. Yes. And... What's fun? Fun home, right? Thoroughly modern Millie is also that woman. That's a woman composer. Yes. So when you hear, when I was listening to it, I was like, wow, this gives me a familiar sound, Mm -hmm. but very different. So I love that. It's like her signature in there that you can tell is her. And I absolutely love Shrek because I'm about to be donkey this summer. Yes, congratulations. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't
0: believe it. And fun home. Fun. Did you see fun home? I saw it on tour. Oh. I want to see that show again. I know it's amazing. It's been so yeah, many different it, it'll things. It'll get done for me. here in this town. Oh, you
1: you can guarantee it. Oh my
0: gosh. It'll I love that show. Brilliant. It was beautiful. The music is beautiful. I know, so she's yes, so when good. I realized I was like Anna was a woman, I was yes. like, hey, right, right. it's beautiful. Yeah. But yes, so briefly speaking about Shrek, I again, when we speak about the Youngstown Playhouse, Top Hat other theaters I've done shows with I felt like I would not because I used to get a lot of slack about doing so much community theater. People always be like excuse me and sometimes my friends would say hey why are you doing all of these shows and not getting paid? Mm -hmm. Because I want to. Right. Because I need to. For the love
1: of it. And yeah, for the learning of it.
0: For the love. Yes. Mm -hmm. People didn't understand how much. Yes, I was doing a lot of shows, but I wasn't just here having fun. Right. I was scooping up and eating up everything I could at every given moment. I was here. I was like, I'm going over my lines. I was learning things backstage. And I felt like all of those things prepared me to be able to go off and do Shrek professionally. Thankfully, I was able to do it twice around the area already. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's great. And I would still love for the Youngstown players to do it because the stage is so beautiful. But we'll talk about that in the future. We're
1: waiting a little bit because there was some
0: definitely, definitely shrek like Yes, yes, yes. So you have to wait it. a
1: little bit. Adam's Family, it's going to be a wait for that one because everybody That's how I was able to do it, it twice.
0: And, right. and literally, I did Shrek in February and then I did Shrek. In July. But when you do shows, you start two months prior. So I was literally right into it again. I was like, wow. I mean, at the time, I was like, this is great for me. But, and also the guy who played Shrek with me the second time had just done Shrek. So imagine how many times. And then Matt White, the musical director, had just done Shrek, but not with. Us and the director had just done Shrek at her high school. So that's literally, that's like, already eight those, like, times. Right? We all had done it twice, but not together.
1: Isn't that wild?
0: So, <laughs> yeah, sometimes people, you know, they want those shows. Yeah. And, like, for me, I I understand, like, sometimes things can be repetitive. But I do think there are shows that I, w- I just feel like people need to see. So bringing them back every few years is... <laughs> Okay for me, like I think a show for me personally that everyone needs to see and be a part of, especially in theater, is A Chorus Line. I think that's one of those shows that is a part of history that when I did A Chorus Line, I had just went through a big audition competition thing. So I didn't get good feedback. I got some horrible things said to me. So I felt like love, I I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I needed to quit. And I didn't want to sing anymore. So when I came back and David was like, are you gonna audition for the show? I was like, I can't even do one of those super Russian kicks like Richie does in the show. So I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to do it. And he was like, come out and audition. I was like, okay. And, and I came out, got into the show, and it ended up being one of my greatest experiences. Mm. And it really helped redefine me as a performer. Yeah. It's li- literally what I did for Love. Right. It was the first time I ever broke down and cried on stage. <laughs> right. I held back tears every single night, even a rehearsal from that song. Because I was living, as me, and the type of show it is, is you're just playing another person, right. like right. yourself, going through the process. Yep. And the, when real. they're saying those words, like, I just remember standing outside the, um, those side doors, waiting for those um, actors and people to come out. And I'm like, literally, that's me. Yeah, And then going off to New York City, going to see shows, feeling like, hey, I, feel, I just feel like I could do that. Going on auditions, doing well but not getting the job, doing well then not getting the job. It was just like, it can just feel like you, you're not completing tasks. It's right. like, okay, how often or how many times do you do this before you can just move on to the next? And I always say, I was never ashamed to do community theater. I would do it for the rest of my life. If I never got paid, I will do community theater. Because without it, I wouldn't have been able to do all of the things that I've done. I wouldn't have been able to perform. Guys and Dolls on the stage there, I wouldn't been able to do the Netflix Mind Hunters right. series without the Playhouse being here because that's where we auditioned. I wouldn't have been able to be on Power Stage when we did the Marvin Hamlet tribute after a yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten right. so many opportunities. I've met so many people, so many great people. I've gained a fan base. People who come see shows here come and see me everywhere. Yep. And when they do, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing here? Not that I don't want you here, but I can't believe you're here. Like, when you and Candy came to see us in Akron, yes. I know it's not that far of a drive, but I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. We are just so grateful. We wouldn't have missed it.
1: I like it when the kids rush you. I'll see you after a show oh. out in the lobby and the little kids that are like –
0: Warms you know, my heart.
1: staring up at you, like, with the big eyes and the, you know, like, you're a star to them. It makes them. me it's feel wonderful.
0: like, I, it's, I can't even explain the feeling. And I will say this, of all the places I go, Crown Theater, I did Donkey and Shrek the Musical there right. first. They literally treat me like I'm Michael Jackson. Like, I feel like Michael, the Michael Joseph Jackson, walking in there. And the kids, they're like 15 and and 17 and out of high school and stuff now. And I'm like, wow, this much time has gone by and they still talk to me. They still comment on my things. And they're like, oh my gosh, James, one of them. I just got a message from a little girl who's probably like 15 now, which blows my mind. And she's like, I miss you. Congratulations on Donkey, you're so talented. Things just haven't been the same with you since you haven't been here. And I was just crack it up. I was like, but it's so sweet. I have two other children from that show who I swear like every year on my birthday since I did Shrek in 2015 call me and text me happy birthday. Wow. And I'm like, how did you get my number? Wow. But I can't even believe it. And I can't believe, uh, or Wayne, Wayne, right? my son. Your son. I first met him as Donkey, and I will never forget the first time Wayne ran up to me and hugged me like I was actually, I, I didn't even feel like a person, I'm like, he just showed me so much love, like, he loved me so much for the character I was and who, whatever I meant to him. And to have that feeling come from people, and then like you said, kids, I'm just like, wow, this is just something that I never expected experience or thought could happen and now Wayne's 18 graduating high school we've performed on the same stage together yeah and that's what I want I want people to know that if so you look up to somebody and they inspire you know that you inspire them too because I look back at all of them and I'm like, oh you just inspired me to be better so I can have good energy you know I just try to bring that good energy to give off so it can just keep reflecting off each other and keep moving forward. That's the way. So that was that little moment from us you guys. <laughs> so I do want to ask you about your family because I have been gracious enough to meet. Your brother, who is a very lovely person, and your mom. She is so sweet. I need to meet your sister because it must have been, your mom must have eaten sugar her entire pregnancy with all of you because you are all like some of the sweetest people ever. So, how was it like growing up in the McClellan household?
1: Well, you know, I mean, it, it, First of all, it was challenged because um, you know my mom and dad separated when I was very young. Now my brother and sister are older than me, so they were teenagers when it happened, but I was like five, and we stayed with my mom, you know. And uh, my mom worked very hard, you know, to support us. Uh, but there was a, a lot of love in our household growing up. I mean, despite the hardships and. One of the one of the aspects of that love was music. My mom just played records all day long. There was a singer named Andy Williams, and he was her favorite. So my brother and sister and I heard Andy Williams throughout our youth and, you know, really just kind of picked up the singing. I mean, obviously Eric and Janine were blessed with it. They're really good at harmonies. They can pick out harmonies like out of thin air
0: I'm not that I'm not as good at that I
1: have to kind of read my harmony or learn it from the music but um, it
0: took me years to learn the harmony you can ask my friend Samantha Dasher shout out to her for years I only could do the harmony above so the higher you sang, the higher I had to sing or I did not know what to do or where to go right even that was hard it took me a long time I didn't know how hard singing was right it's hard
1: um, but, you know, with Eric and Janine singing and being older than me, I had no choice and I just became a singer too. And they'd take me to little gigs and stuff, you know, when they would. Um, As teenagers get gigs, they'd bring along their little brother, and I'd be this little novelty thing that would sing Tomorrow from Annie or, you know, something like that,
0: you know? So what is the age difference between you and them? So were they closer in age than you all were? Yeah, Janine's 8 years older than me, and Eric's 11
1: years older than me. So they're only 3 years apart, but there's a distance between us. Oh,
0: um, okay, yeah. So they were like,
1: you know, they were teachers to me, you know, people I looked up to, idols of mine, you know. So they
0: had love singing and music a long time before you came. Along. That's true.
1: They were into it when I was born. So that's what I mean. I had no choice. Right, you know, right, right. It's like, like yeah. Singer, sing or get out of the house. Uh, right, right, right. That's kind of how
0: it was at <laughs> my house, but my dad played basketball. So it oh, no was play basketball or, yeah, we'll see you later. Right. Um, so did your mom sing though? No, nah, she uh, doesn't. But she, I mean, she
1: will sing in church, you know, with oh, the yes. congregation. Most, you know, most kind of will, most or will do that. She'll sing around the house, but. Um, she, the big thing about her is how much she loves music and how much she plays it. Even to this day, you know, she plays music. So, we there, our house was filled with it. And Eric, there was a piano in the basement. Eric plays piano. So, anytime new sheet music came out or whatever, Eric would bring it home. We'd go downstairs and gather around the piano. It sounds old fashioned, corny, or whatever. But no, I love there it. There was a piano in our house, and we gathered around it and we sang.
0: That know? is beautiful. So that's yeah, beautiful that's any good moment experience. that you ha- can have with your family like that is right. worth having so yeah. did eric do shows here
1: eric did do shows here he was the narrator in joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat the first time they ever did it here wow. which was in the 80s and then he played among other things in this show, he played groucho Marx in a show with day uh called day in hollywood night in the ukraine and david gendry was in it and terry wilkes was in it um, those are the two main stage shows that he did, and then otherwise he's done did some reviews back in the day here too, musical reviews. But those were his two big main stage contributions. Wow. And Hollywood.
0: You know, what about your sister? It's Janine.
1: Never has done a main stage show here. No. Again, She's participated, I guess, in special events here, but that's about it.
0: So does she do theater or more? Is she... uh, Okay. When growing
1: up the city schools had a really good theater program. I mean they would do something called the all-city play every year And it was a musical and anyone who went to a city school could come to Wilson High School usually And that's and where audition. they did it at Wilson
0: High School. Yeah. No, when, when was this going
1: on? That about? was the 70s 80s. Oh, wow and, and right, my, so that was my youth and their teen years or whatever and um so uh, they were uh, both, you know, got big roles or whatever. I did Oliver with my sister when I was 10 years old. She was Nancy, you know, the older woman who kind of yes. looks after Oliver. And I was Oliver, you know. That must have been so a dream. it was a blast, you know, a blast. You're at rehearsals with Aww, your siblings. Oh you know, yes. It was great. I loved growing up with them. They were they did more theater back then than they do now. You know, they went on with their lives and they got married and they got their jobs. At the right, right, and right. Children, and so they don't do it as much. Um, but um, when they do, I mean, Eric got called in for some Easy Street things. He was yes, Daddy I was, and Annie and, and stuff like that. You know, I like just that. experienced
0: so, the show with him as well. He guys and dolls with him.
1: So, you know, it's fun when he, and Joseph, he took a part in some of the Josephs that Easy Street did. So that was an opportunity to work with my brother and sister, too. They they joined the Easy Street fold for Joseph.
0: Well, that's definitely great yeah. to have those moments that you can share your gifts and something that you love to do with your your siblings, especially, because those are your first best friends, absolutely, and, and inspirations know, it, in life.
1: Just the, I don't know what, how to explain it, but, but being that close, our voices go together in a yes. way that my voice doesn't go with anyone else's in the world. You know. Yeah, so when my sister and I sing together, you know every consonant is together, every breath is together. You know we're we're like literally working You're like are In one. sync, yeah. You're literally in
0: sync, yep. and that is that's beautiful. That yeah. is beautiful to have with somebody. And I know I feel I feel the same way sometimes when I'm singing with my friends, and we just know each other so well, and we're just like, I knew you were gonna do that part, so I had you. So I was coming up around the back, but I knew you were about to come to the side. It's like when I used to play basketball with my brother all the time. We already knew where to be because I knew where he was going to be to pass me the ball. Like we knew each other that well. That's that's chemistry. and it's really good to have. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. And I want to talk to you about love. (laughs) So we're, you know, you've been around a little longer than me. So how has life been for you when it comes to love?
1: Well, I tell you what, it's always been extremely important to me. Maybe it's important to everybody, but maybe not. You know, I mean, I think that there are people who can get by. You know, without, and we're talking about romantic love here, right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: There, I think there are people who can get by without it. You know, and I, I don't understand those people. They can be what they are. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> understand them. I don't. I'm not. I don't share that with them. I feel like a person who needs love in his life. I have a um, big heart. You know. Yes, you do. And. Um, and it, there's room, you know, f- uh, for love in it. So, I mean, I, I, it's important to me. I, I think a relationship is important. A one-on-one romantic relationship is a very important thing. I think it's important to begin and end your days with the kind of security that that close relationship offers you. I love my friends. I yes. love my family. And you love hard. You know, They don't begin and end my days, you know, Uh, and I think it's important to wake up and know that there's someone right then and there that's going to be with you for the rest of the day, whether you're together or not, just, you know, that support's there and that love is there. I, I think it's important.
0: Yes. I love the way you just explained that. It makes me feel grateful to be able to have that. And I do cherish it. And try not to take it for granted. Try not to take anything for granted, but especially that because I feel lucky to have it. Because I know um, that it's not easy to have and it's not easy to keep. No, I know. And it is hard work. It is hard work. Right. And so when you see people who have been together Fifteen years, twenty years, twenty five years. It's a lot of work that goes into that. And you know, people love seeing all of the good. Mm-hmm. They love oh well you guys you guys take great photos together on Facebook or you guys always look so happy. But that's literally the smallest percentage of what you get to be able to see because you're not allowed to be in somebody's life because it's between the, the two of them. Right. So people need to understand about the hard work that goes into it. And I think people want love, but they're not willing to change themselves. But for me, like, I, I used to think I wanted love. And I, I started to realize, I was like, you know what? I'm not ready for that yet, so I'm not going to fake and act like I am. Right. And I want other people to be honest with me when they, oh, I like you. I'm like, you don't like me. Mm-hmm. You don't really like me. Mm-hmm. You're attracted to me, but you don't like me because I wasn't wasting any time trying to get to know someone that I really didn't want to get to know. Right. So when I did run into love, I was hesitant in the beginning because again, I I'm, I don't have time to play about my feelings because I, I'm emotional. Sure. Very. I can be very emotional. Me too. So when it when it came, it was something I knew was right and that should happen. And it was the one time it did happen. That's the only person I've ever been with in this kind of way. No kidding. And I really wish that people could find it. Like I have friends who go on dates and you know, and they try to date or they're looking for love. And sometimes they're unsuccessful and it makes me sad and it also makes me nervous because I do know how much they want it. And I I want it for them, but it's something that you can't make happen. It's something you can't rush. And time will be your friend. Time is on your side and it will happen when it happens. But sometimes I wonder if it's meant for everyone. I know. Like what if you're not meant for love or can you accept that? Can you still go on in your life and be happy?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I mentioned there's, you know, the kind of love that you have with your family and the kind of love you have with your friends. And sometimes maybe that's enough for certain people. You know, what it requires is a real giving over of yourself and I'm glad you brought up the idea of change you, you know, there are people I know who think you never change in this life and I can't understand that either. I think that there, you've got to grow. Oh yeah. Isn't growth change? Yes. I think it is. I'm pretty sure. So, you know, if you're not growing, you're not, you know, you're not changing, you're maybe you're not growing. So that's not a good thing. And I think that we're living in a world now where people are very focused on themselves and that can be a danger to love too, you know? Um, if you aren't willing to give over to someone else, absolutely love yourself. But in loving yourself, find the capacity to love someone else too. Yes. And um, if you can do that, um, you know, then you have my respect. That's for sure. It's yeah. what I try to do in life. You know? I
0: definitely try to do that. And the great RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? It's essential. You do have to.
1: And I, you know, when we say love ourselves, I mean it, that's that's recognizing our flaws. That's recognizing where we could use some improvement. That's recognizing our potential. That's all of that stuff. You and know? Accepting those it's things as that who you are. You know, egotistical. You right. know, like I'm the greatest person in the world. What it means is you're in touch with yourself and you're willing to let your emotions hang out. You know, you're willing to put yourself on the line. That's loving yourself. And um, once you have that, you know, um, I think you can share it with others.
0: I think once you have that, it will attract love to you, the love that you need. Because again, when you're trying to rush something, of course you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it the way you need to, the proper way you should. And I felt like once I started loving myself and accepting who I was, like better things started happening for me and Better people started coming into my life and then love came into my life because I had changed and I had, I was preparing myself for something that I wanted, not really knowing that I was, but I definitely felt like I had changed as a person and I was ready for it. Even though I didn't think I was, I was more prepared for it than I thought I was when it finally came into my life. Wow.
1: See, uh, James, you give me hope, honestly. Um, There are certain people in your generation that uh, give me hope. You're one of
0: them. I'm glad, and I and like you said there, I do think there's a time where being a single person and not being dedicated to being in a relationship as something like you need versus where. I, for me, like in the older, older days or for my parents and their parents, marriage was a must. Sure. It was a definite. Right. And now it's it's something where it's like, hey, well, you know, you don't have to get married. It's like not really, you know, you can just do you your whole life. But again, there's this certain commitment and level of trust and security that goes into having that. I was watching something on TV and somebody said, You can have all the money in the world. I think it was Ricky Smiley. Smiley, he said, You can have all the money in the world, but if you ain't got nobody to share with, it's not going to be
1: that good. That's right. That's right. I believe in sharing your life.
0: Yeah, sharing your life and sharing your gifts and sharing your love. And you get to do all of that at the Young you so, <laughs> wow, nice, Cell Playhouse. So, nice speaking back of the Young Cell Playhouse, this season was. A really good season. I am glad that I was able to do at least one show. And then we also had the opportunity, thank you so much, to put on our own productions oh. in the Moria Room, Bath Live, First Artistic Friends Live. So that's another thing. Like for you, how does it feel to be able to watch us grow knowing like you did have a part in it? Like you like we're like your babies almost, like that grew. Into these performers, and then started putting on their productions, and you get to see all of that happen. I, I even for me being young and seeing the younger kids grow just three years and them doing things, I'm like, wow, I can't even believe.
1: Yeah, the FAF experiences. Please let me talk about them for a minute because they really have been something extraordinary here. The one that you did last year in April, which is FAF, right? Yes. The original one. Um, I was so pr- I was so proud, and I don't want to say that like I'm a papa or anything like that. Like you said. Um, you're like our, my babies. I'm at the most like, you know, the guy who runs the daycare. <laughs> you are your own thing, and you've come up on your own. And yes, you've had, you know, um, an education here, and you've had influences, influences and stuff like that, but the talent is yours. And uh, watching Faf was like watching that talent in full bloom. And that was extremely exciting for me. You know, I I got up yes, in front of the you audience. And oh, you, just, great. I was you gave bursting the best <laughs> introduction of all time. That was that was easy to do because I was so proud. Then you do Faf, too. And, you know, I was having a hard time in my life, like, that weekend. Yes. And it shattered me. Your show shattered me emotionally. I know we did some songs that you really love, And I really did those half. for you
0: because I was like, I know. We wanted to put those songs in there because we... We, the, when it comes to The Color Purple, it's a show we definitely <laughs> want to do here. But, you know, at the time, we can't get the right. So we were able to s- to do just some in the show. And because, like, of the idea, we're like, you know, if we ever do The Color Purple, our friend Michaela probably will be a perfect person for this role. So she ended up singing the song. It killed me. The lead song. And then we had the finale song also. It killed me. I was sitting there, like. Singing along with you,
1: but crying yes, on the color purple. Yes, I remember. Purple. I was but like, But not oh just gosh. the color purple, everything. Love on the Brain was a, what, oh. okay. killed me. The poet, forget oh. about it. The poet yes. slayed me. Like I could have literally
0: just been buried. It, it, was, was, a, oh. it was a great experience. It like was like beautiful. Said, it, and to be able to do it that second time, I was like, wow, this is great. And I do want to shout out the people that were in Fav and some of the people who helped us put it on and thank the Playhouse for allowing us to do that because we wouldn't be, I don't know where I would have tried to do it at. It was a good
1: place for you to do it. It was a good
0: place. I I like the space and it's, like I said, it's where I grew and it's me like giving back already from what I've learned. That's what I was trying to do. I'm like, I'm sharing with you all what we've learned. You're right. That's what it felt like. It's like, okay, here's the sum of
1: what we know from the Youngstown Playhouse in right. this area and performing. And this
0: this, this was my perspective. This yeah. was our perspective we were able to put on. And it was the best experience I was saying. We have, me and my friends have had the pleasure of working together on doing our own projects on all levels, even professional levels. And right now, I'm going to cherish it. I don't want to wait until we're older. We're going to be like, remember 10 years ago when we were performing together? No, we're going to cherish it right now. We're going to be living... Fully in the experience, and I'm very happy to be able to do it. I'm always thinking about the next time we can do a show like this. and Because uh, I know the fact, the fact that you guys are always welcoming us and wanting us to do it and pushing us to be more creative mm-hmm. is the great thing. And I'm glad that I wish more people knew that and that they could do it here also.
1: Uh, well, and they have the opportunity. You know, we developed Friends
0: of the Playhouse because right. of you. So I was I love that idea. And that's what we try to get the message out to people. I'm always talking about I'm an advocate Did you think I work here. I was like, well, I do it. Listen, this is the place I grew up at. We, we got to keep the doors open together. It's a community place.
1: Right. But then you got to a point where you could self-produce. And that's what we were happy to have you here for is to watch you do the the major lifting on this, you know, on these projects to come up with the material. And by the way, the material. Okay. I love the fact that you do musical theater stuff, but you also turn pop, you know, whatever R and B, into theater as well. I you want know? Them.
0: We wanted people to understand that everything is theatrical. I'm like, you don't even understand how much art is actually going on in your life. Every time you watch a music video, those people are acting. Absolutely. Oh, and I try to get my friends to understand that you are not just a singer. You have to emote. You yep. have to emote these emotions through your, your eyes, your voice, mm-hmm. and you're acting. Mm-hmm. When you're dancing, you are acting. You're feeling those words. People can feel those words, and emotions through your movement. Your body, yep. And as f- as you, as a, for you as a person, when you're at home, that's all you're seeing every day. So we, for FAF, 2.0 we were able to develop a little bit better and we did a few different songs but we put them on stage as a theatrical we wanted to give it urban and contemporary music a theatrical twist right. so they can enjoy this stuff that they love but from our point of view yep and i think people were very receptive to it and i was happy that they liked the Point of view, and it was fun for our friends to be able to sing these songs that we love. Yeah, we've been singing our whole lives, and be able to put it in a theatrical way. Right, and I'm glad we had the opportunity to do it. And I can't wait until it's just like I said to have the opportunity and ability to continue to do this. It it, it sparked a whole new mindset. Without doing FAF, you know, I want to have the podcast now. I'm like, I can do everything I put my mind to. I'm like, I can't even believe we're doing this. The first, one of the first go rounds actually before FAF happened, it was Joshua Performance Now. That's right,
1: yeah. And it was like a precursor to it, yes.
0: And when I was talking to him about it, he wasn't like, oh, well, you know, you just need to do your own thing. He was all about giving me advice on how to do things, what he did, how he handled. You know, we have a, we're a bunch of, we're a pool of mutual friends. Right. And he was very proud of me. He was like, I'm so proud of you for you to keep the legacy going. And like I said, it's not like he was saying, oh, this is my legacy that you continue. We're a part of each other's legacy. And without him, I wouldn't have known how to get to where I am today in certain aspects of performing. Know, Know some of the friends that I do have so, and we were the Performance Now Choir when we performed with Rocktopia, right, another right. job. And, the, you know, like, he's one of the people who inspired me to be able to do some of the things that I've done, you know, helped me be able to introduce myself to the Playhouse. So right. I'm still waiting for us to get him in one <laughs> FAF Live. Look, I said, I said, we're gonna have to pop up and do a FAF Live one night only thing if he could just be in town for like two weeks.
1: I don't think Josh will ever forget us, do you? I don't
0: think Absolutely he will. Absolutely not. I don't I think, think he'll he will. come back home. I know he loves coming home. But like the one thing I talk about is, he's been very busy over the last three years. Sure. He he calls his he calls and checks on his people. Yeah. He returns my phone calls and every time he's in town, he makes sure he comes to see me and Trey. That's great. And the people he cares about. And He always stops in at the playhouse. Yes. Yes. Because yes. Because he does not forget home. Right. So before we end, I yeah. want to ask you, what do you? think your legacy has been this far and what do you want it to be? Well,
1: since it looks like, you know, I'm going to be a lifelong Youngstown resident, you know, um, I guess the things that um, have meant the most to me have been the contributions to the community that I've made through the arts. Okay. Um, it's really the only major contribution that I can make. I'm not a philanthropist. I don't have millions of dollars I to feel spread around <laughs> this area. Really, you know, and it's but it's no small thing to share your abilities, to share your heart. Because if you're performing and you're doing it right, you're sharing your heart.
0: You know, people get to see when we do germ Girls. Yeah, they're gonna see the show for two weekends. They will not see all of the rehearsal process. They're like, how long did you guys take uh, to put the shows up? People don't really realize I know. how much goes into... I know, they think, boing, and you're right there on the stage, and they're and seeing And I, I often tell people to come volunteer, because you do get an experience. you want to come and volunteer one of the nights? You can experience what goes on behind the stage. But well, would
1: Travail be able to even step into this directing position without all the years? And literally now, it's been years that he has spent watching from backstage, working Gathering backstage, all of that working, information. yes. You know, helping to build the sets, helping to hang the lights. And that literally
0: happens here. It's happened for so many people. You get here, you learn all of these different jobs, all of these little secrets, right. and you're not even realizing what it's preparing you for. Right.
1: It was like an apprenticeship for Trey. I know that. And for me, too. Like you said, when you first came here, I was not performing here. I was running the spotlight. I was running the lightboard. I yeah. was helping hang you were doing everything. You know? So, But that was like a, an experience that I felt in a long time coming that I needed in order to understand what goes on here. And that prepared me to step into this job. You yes. Know? So it's you can learn lots of stuff here at the Playhouse. You don't just learn how to act, quote unquote, or sing, quote right, unquote. Right, and that goes into my all. next question. Yeah.
0: How do we help prepare the next generation to come in after we're like moving on? Say we move away or move on to our next lives. How do we get the next generation to come in, take on what we have, and excel it even more and keep it going? That's the youth theater. And you know i think that youth
1: theater while it's always existed here has maybe not always had the kind of attention paid to it that it needs but it has it now joanna you know andre and come on shout out yes i love those ladies beautiful are now you know in charge of youth theater and they are already you know go-getters they're ready for these kids and the kids are responding we've got classes going on right now that have great enrollment numbers and we're gonna keep that going, and that's how. you know Kids come to see the plays here, maybe on a bus from their school, and they might like it so much that they then wanna try it themselves, you know? Um, but really, it's the kids that are coming to these classes and then doing our youth theater shows, being in them, that are gonna keep the theater going.
0: It's nothing more exciting to me to, than to see children Take their jobs so seriously, and they do. And they get their lines down. They're like, I gotta have my stuff together. I need to get in my corner. I need to make sure that this is okay. It's the most like inspiring thing to me, and it just warms my heart. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at these kids. They're so serious about their stuff. They have, but they're on point. Yeah, and they're.
1: Oh, what I love is when a kid gets upset with another kid because he's not taking it as seriously, you know? Yeah, They're like, no, this is... They're like small (laughs) adults. Yes, they are, right? You know, they feud amongst themselves, like, no, we gotta take this seriously. This is our
0: big thing, you know? Yes. So that, I love watching that. That's incredible. So we're we're gonna wrap this up in a minute, but I just wanna ask you, because we did Pippin, and that was another show that you have been talking about for a while. So how was this season previously, this remainder of the 2006? Eighteen, nineteen, 19 season. Yeah. How was that for you?
1: Um, it was a, a, an excellent... I think it was an excellent season. I mean, the fact that we did Pippin pleased me. The fact that we did Funny Girl pleased me. Because, again, these are titles that have meant something to me since I was a kid. And then, of course, we had the surprise of Mamma Mia. Yes. Which was... I mean, by surprise, I mean, that wasn't originally what we announced. And you're you know? the first... And, local
0: theater right. around here to produce the show. Right. And as, as you know,
1: it turned out to be huge. Yes, huge hit, huge great show. Us, you know, and so
0: and it's coming and back. And it's coming back this Tell summer. Tell the people when it's coming back. It's
1: coming back July 12th and it's running through July 21st, seven performances. So, um we're really excited and we got most of the cast back from when we did it before, um, with just a couple of exceptions, but you know the replacements are great, and I I'm looking forward to you know that again. Oh, yes,
0: and I've done a show or two with a couple of the two replacements. You have more some cats. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited they were to see them. Both cats, actually. Yes. The two I'm thinking of. Yes. yes.
1: So that's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm glad we're doing that. This season, you know, I mean, any season is tough because we do ten shows, right? And that's just like boom, 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 boom. Oh, I should mention the Elephant Man.
0: Very proud that we
1: did it. Oh, Very I loved it. Very proud that we did it. I was
0: so happy to see Johnny on stage. Right. Because he's Johnny Picano the is the back, backhand, backbone of the putting on production and putting the sets together on the stage. So to see him on the right. stage right. was a different view. Yep.
1: And he was great. He was great. And I think the production was great. And I, I really do wish that plays, you know, go gathered bigger crowds here yes. but I don't know that they're destined to I mean people love their musicals you that's know.
0: what I'm still trying to figure out how we could help people get into like how do we get them here and to stay here for everything because people are very selective what they want to do right with their time and I get it but I want them to be more interested to come back and see this straight play and be like you know what it's Friday I'm gonna go to the playhouse they have this show going on but we're gonna figure it out we're getting there right
1: well I mean you know so you look at the you look at the season before, and and as the season before is going on, you're thinking about next season, right? So I've been having to deal with what's coming up for at least the last six months, right? right? Trying to figure Never out what's going to be you. 1920. What's that going to be like? Nin- 2019, 2020. And I think Dream Girls has tremendous commercial appeal. Yes, I think that the. Um, play that we're doing up there, Shakespeare in Love also oh, has yes. real. People commercial are already potential. talking about that. Right. And it's Maz, it's Ma- Matthew Mazarowski directing yes. it. So I'm looking extremely forward to that. The last musical of the season, Light in the Piazza, is one, again, like Carolina Change, that not too many people are gonna come in knowing. now is
0: it a stage play or a musical? It's musical.
1: And it is moving. Just Who's directing so beautiful. That? Not to be announced actually, to be Ooh. announced. I, you know I, I've been it's been uh, like, sort of suggested that I do it, but I'm not sure that I'm gonna have the time. Um, but the, and then we have a grand night for singing, which is Rogers and Hammerstein music, yes. which we know. You know, the people that have come to see Funny Girl and The Music Man and Fiddler on the Roof, which did very well here. I tables. love Fiddler. Yes, I did but, love those know, shows. They're classics. And apparently there is still an audience that wants those. And this Rodgers and Hammerstein review has songs from all the classics. Oklahoma, King and I, South Pacific, You of Music. All those shows in one evening of music. So I think that's going to be very appealing to our audience, too. And the Moyer Room just continues to be a great yes, place to too, experiment. Yes, we put on great but, shows back there. Yeah. And like what people will accept in terms
0: of theater because yes. it pushes
1: the envelope. Oh, it gets yeah, a little love, darker back there. It gets oh, a little yes. edgier but back there. But
0: so good. The last few shows we've done back there have been extremely. I love Buffalo. I loved Keely oh. and Dew. Oh. Um, well, your own Color Museum. Oh, I loved Color Museum. Right. There's been several of them that's just been so good. Yep. And I love how close you are to the stage. It's an intimate setting. I know, so I right. love that yeah, the part the of the theater. on you,
1: really. So I'm. I mean, I'm happy with what's just come, but already looking forward to what's coming next. Guess, you know. and
0: myself as well. Yeah, and I'm like I said, I'm so happy that I have been able to be a part of Playhouse history. I said I just need a couple more pictures on the wall, but we <laughs>
1: I, are going to change those walls. They need updated.
0: Yeah, I think updated. we just shuffle people in and out over the years and get. I think so too. just so rotate. There's so many beautiful mm-hmm. photos in the back room. So many, and we're going to get them out. So you. Y'all come check. You might be on the wall. You might see yourself on the wall. That's right. But we are here. We are wrapping it up with Third Degree with James Major Burns. And this has been our lovely, masterful, Jimmy, McClellan. Oh, it's
1: been great. Thank you, James. I love talking to you. I yes. love talking to you
0: anyway. Oh to yes, have right, this right. You guys are lucky. This could have been a two-hour show, but we had to Serious. cut it down. <laughs> Serious. All right, you guys. Well, check in. Make sure you visit the Playhouse on YoungstownPlayhouse.com or on their Facebook page, and get ready for this new season. Dream Girls auditions are coming up June 10th and 11th at 6 p.m. But you can check those pages for that. And we will see you all soon.